0: Hello. Hello. I am Colin Ahern.
1: I'm Rosalie.
0: And this is the witching half hour where I make you watch a horror movie. Usually you don't like it. And then <laughs> we talk about it for about 30 minutes. Let's go. So this week we watched The Thing, mm-hmm. the 1982 version by John Carpenter, the better version, in my opinion. Um, so in this film, it begins in Antarctica. There is a Norwegian helicopter, which is pursuing a sled dog, firing aimlessly, well, not aimlessly, but with the goal to kill the dog, throwing grenades, until they come across an American base. The Americans shoot the helicopter pilot, um, and then go to uh, the Norwegian base to sort of see what's going on. But they're all gone, Rosalie.
1: Who would have thought?
0: They've all been killed. Mm -hmm. but by what, you might ask yourself Um, they also find that they've sort of excavated something out of the ice and there are frozen corpses, burnt corpses sort of this malformed humanoid creature that they bring back for study (laughs) um, which their uh, biologist Blair performs an autopsy on, only to find that it's it's all human all the way down Um, Clark, one of the people on the American base, he sort of runs the kennel, he kennels the sled dog that the Norwegians are shooting at, only for it to turn into this kind of gooey, stringy, explodey thing that kills Mm -hmm. the other dogs, and then everybody shows up with their flamethrowers, and, uh, he just kind of, like, does the moonwalk into the vents above everything. I love that scene. It's really, really gross. Um, from here, the malformed human, humanoid that they recovered from the Norwegian base kinda comes back to life and assimilates uh, another character, Bennings, um, but don't get too attached to him because Windows, another character, interrupts and kills him. Um, there's a lot of characters in this. The only ones that really matter are Blair, the biologist, McCready, the protagonist, Windows, he sort of works in communications, Um, Childs, I don't actually know what he does on the base.
1: He's just there, but he he is important.
0: And he does a great job at whatever he's doing, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, And then a couple other sort of people who are going to show up only to die, so it's fine. Uh, Blair, the biologist, runs a few tests and finds out that this is sort of um, like a virus that takes over and replicates human life, and if it gets back to the mainland... That's game over. It'll take over humanity. So he destroys all of the communication equipment, kills the remaining slave dogs, sled dogs. Sorry, <laughs> and um, kind of throws a little fit, as it were. The crew locks him up in the in the radio shack, um, and they're going to test for everybody's blood to see who's a thing. But the blood containers have all been destroyed the pilot becomes uh, the new leader because everybody doesn't believe in the old leader um, and as they're walking around they see McCready's shack with the light on outside they're kind of mulling about doing whatever but MacReady's not in it so McCready and this other guy Knowles go to investigate Knowles uh, ditches MacReady on his way back with a piece of cloth that has a name on it and he's like look man he burst out of the dam He's one of the things, man. And then um, the team's like, we're not going to let McCready back in because we think he's a ghoul. But joke's (laughs) on them. He has dynamite. (laughs) And it turns out dynamite is is mightier than the pen and the sword because he's able to completely gain control of everything going on in the base.
1: Yes, he's just that good.
0: He's that good. Um, At this point, the movie kind of really ramps up. Mm-hmm. The ghouls everywhere. He's killing things. Every, like really ties people up to be able to test their blood. And then like Windows dies, Palmer dies. Um he kills Clark who's not a thing, but Clark tries to kill him, so I mean that's yoga's. Self-defense. Self-defense. Um at this point they try to go check on Blair, the guy they had locked in the uh radio shack only to find that he's escaped. He dug underneath. It's like the those Looney Tunes. When, uh, whenever somebody's in jail and they have a spoon, they just try to dig their way out from underneath <laughs> the, the jail. He does one of those, but it's a lot more realistic because he's building a flying saucer. Um, they also find that child is missing as well as their power generator. So everything's starting to freeze. They're mm-hmm. worried the thing is going to just try and get back to hibernation by freezing itself on the ice.
1: And Wait for the rescue team,
0: yeah. So that the next crew that will come, um, from here, people are dropping like flies. Um, they start trying to blow up the station in order for this sort of mutually assured, assured destruction. Um, and the film ends with Childs and McCready sitting amongst this sort of like burning wreckage. Um, both kind of have weapons trained on each other, and they're sharing a bottle of scotch. Very romantic, mm-hmm. I think. Intimate. <laughs> I would definitely say so, yeah. So when we watched this,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <coughs> I believe you gave it four rose out of five. Oh yes, Beca- <laughs> and it was only <laughs> for the time that we had watched it. Yes. Can you elaborate a little bit on that?
1: Well, they had me in the first half. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> when I saw them shooting at the unarmed civilian, yeah. I was like, well, what do you, this is a war crime.
0: You were yelling at TV.
1: Oh yeah. I was not happy. And I think that's great because you, you see a dog, you mm-hmm. you immediately feel yeah. empathy.
0: That's the it's like um Airbud. He's a new protagonist. Airbud? Yeah, you never seen Airbud? No. You never seen Bolt?
1: Oh yes. It's
0: the same sort of situation. <laughs> You're rooting for the dog.
1: No, exactly. So when you find out that the dog isn't as friendly as you thought, yeah. it's heartbreaking.
0: Mm-hmm. The other thing um, that I wanted to ask you about was the special effects. Because when we watched it originally, you were like, this is gross, but at least there's no jump scares. Since then, we've seen Screamers, Oh yeah, which came out 13 years later and looks uh, a little rough around the edges.
1: No, the special effects in comparison to Screamers tier. <laughs> like <laughs> it could not be better. Oh, uh, screamers was something else.
0: I missed that movie already. <clears throat> um, that's fair.
1: But yeah, I thought the promise was good. Yeah. Um, the a dog introducing the, the alien goal thing. Yeah. Wonderful. Um. But yeah, it it was a bit unpredictable oh mm-hmm. um, sorry unpredictable <laughs> unoriginal
0: mm. well it's unoriginal
1: no yeah. I guess but even then like um, closed area that you can't leave mm-hmm. and something happens and just kills everybody it's been seen before the 80s even
0: yeah I think you, you mentioned Agatha Christie. Yes. As um
1: uh, the shining.
0: Well the shining uh, I guess the book is probably a different one. Yeah, from the, movie. the book. I, I skipped the, the reading. There's too many pages in there for me. But um yeah, I mean it's true. It it definitely takes on that kind of like sci fi murder mystery almost. Um but it's in horror I think it's a very interesting execution. Uh, especially because you can kind of put it in that weird setting of like you're in Antarctica. Like, mm-hmm. who's, you can't really become a murderer in Antarctica because you can't really leave. You're you're stuck with all the people that you're gonna right. be murdering. Um, but yeah, I agree with you that it definitely borrows pretty heavily from that sort of um, whodunit genre. <coughs>
1: mm-hmm. Also, I thought like <coughs> the there was too many characters for the story like I understand Mm. why there was this many because you need a crew to be in Antantica but then again it felt like the death were rushed like you could barely you barely knew who the characters were and they were already dead
0: yeah even um, even when I was giving the plot summary I was like this is a nice plot summary to know the general beats of the film Mm -hmm. but if you haven't seen it then you're like where are all these people coming from exactly you know Yeah, no, I agree with you on that point. I think uh, it's tough, though, because even the intro, I think, is long because they spend so much time developing the idea of the thing. Like, you even go to the ice where they excavated the block of ice. That's where I think the movie's weakest. Mm -hmm. Like, it really drags its heels, um, giving you the whole, like, it came from outer space.
1: Yeah, also, like, the ways you can kill the thing is very unclear yeah um we kind of understand that they get killed by fire yeah but even then it seemed like the the thing at the other base were
0: w- yeah were, we're burned torched, but they were able to come back to life
1: and but then they were yeah they were alive still so this fire kill them this does fire doesn't kill them Who we don't knows?
0: know in terms of characters I'm going to kill you. <laughs> In terms of characters, um, MacReady, he's sort of the main character, this kind of almost cool hand Luke figure.
1: Oh, he's a, nat- he's a natural.
0: He's a natural. For sure. He's a helicopter pilot. He's a, I think a very, like, um, classic protagonist.
1: He's not given the leadership role, he's handed mm. the leadership role.
0: <laughs> classic behavior. Yes. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think Kurt Russell does a good job in it. Um, He kind of carries the movie in a couple parts, I think.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: Especially when they're doing the test to see whose blood is going to become a ghoul. Um, He definitely can, well, obviously, he spearheads the scene as the character, but also, I think, just in terms of acting, I think he definitely picks up a lot of slack. Like um, Mm -hmm. the old sergeant or the old commander. Gary oh yeah I I've, everything he comes on scene I'm like oh I forgot that that guy's in this movie you know what I mean yeah
1: exactly this is what I mean like with too many characters yeah
0: um yeah um what about Blair he gets locked in the radio shack there's a noose in the radio shack with him
1: not all heroes wear capes <laughs> That's my view on Blair.
0: He becomes a ghoul.
1: (laughs) Yes, but he destroyed all the... um, Communication. Communication. Yeah. He destroyed the helicopter Mm. so that he would ensure that the thing wouldn't escape. Mm -hmm. Everyone thought he was crazy, but he was on to something.
0: Somewhere in that weight, he had some ideas. I think... um, He's a really divisive character. Because when he's on screen, he's either doing so the right thing or so the wrong thing at any given moment.
1: Could you give examples?
0: So like destroying the communications equipment? hmm I'm like, hell yeah, brother. Good work. Yes. When they open that little hatch to, see, to check that he's still in there and he's like, all right, guys, I'm all better now. Can you let me out? I'm like, come on, Blair. That's like the first real sign that he's kind of turned in my mind. Mm. He's like, all right, guys, I'm okay now. Because it's very... It's incongruent with his earlier behavior.
1: Sure. But at the same time, he was trying to survive. Like, he was ready to die. He was ready to commit suicide.
0: Yeah. It's, that is... Uh, there's something charming about that scene when it goes into a shack and there just is a noose there. Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, way too small for him. And it looks like they kind of just, like, <laughs> bought it and, like, slung it over a railing somewhere.
1: Only you could find a suicide of them charming.
0: I just like as a prop, I was like, this feels like they added this in the last second. Mm. Um, I'm gonna skip the characters that don't matter very much. <clears throat> Even though everybody in this movie, I'm sure contributed in fantastic ways in their own <laughs> in their own work. Um, what about childs? It's the last non- McCready character. At uh-huh. the end. He's suspicious almost the entire film.
1: Yeah, of McCready,
0: and we're of him as well.
1: Are we? I just think he. I just, I thought nothing of Childs until really? the end.
0: He's always disappearing, and he's like, I gotta go check on this turkey in the oven, and he disappears for twenty minutes. Sure. All right. Fair enough.
1: I had no thoughts until until the end. Okay. <coughs> Which I, brings me to ask you, what <coughs> what do you think of the ending? Because it, it's a pretty controversial one.
0: Yeah, I think, um, I don't remember what I told you the last time I answered this. So you're getting a, a new unique answer. Okay. Um, I think that they both die at the end. Well, obviously they both die. They both freeze to death. Mm-hmm. But I don't think either of them is the thing. Yeah. I think uh, because it it seems like the movie tries to um, the plot tries to make it seem like child's the thing. Oh yes. But the camera work is like what kind of hides that. You know what I mean? So like he disappears off camera and then when you see him again you're like it's been too long. He must be the thing. But then they do the blood test and he's not. You know?
1: Yeah. But also like the dialogue is what really blurs the cards for me. Yeah. Cuz he sees McCready. McCready is freezing to death. His, his whole beard is like mm-hmm. white. He's breathing it's a really <laughs> heavily. Charles appears like he's a fresh rose.
0: Yeah, he's chilling.
1: And he looks down at McCready and he says it's get it's going to get cold sooner than later or something like that.
0: Yeah. He's like ice to freeze you.
1: Yeah, no, uh, w- and we all know that the thing love is the cold.
0: It's true, Likes a nice bath.
1: So the producers really tried. They really tried to make it seem like he was the thing.
0: I don't think he was though, because at, at the end, you can like Macready. As much as I love Kurt Russell, was a, I think at the had a disadvantage. You know, he had a flamethrower that previously was kind of faulty. Yeah. Child had like just a gun. I think. I don't know. In the rock, paper, scissors I think gun beats flamethrower. <laughs> um, what did you think of the ending?
1: Yeah, I at first I thought Childs would be the thing. Yeah. Because of all the reasons I just mentioned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, your argument is strong. Like Thank you. There <laughs> there's no reason for Childs to not kill McCready at that moment. Mhm. Um
0: I feel like it almost asks us as well, like that there could be another movie from the perspective of Childs, because he behaves a lot like Macready, but mm-hmm. we're like naturally opposed to him because yes. it's like just a challenger for Macready, you know. Even though he's also performing the right rituals, <laughs> like if Childs was the one who was coming back with the dynamite and Macready was on the inside, choosing to let him in, I think Macready would have not let Childs in. Yep. You know what I mean? Like if the shoe was on the other foot. Of course, because... Same behavior.
1: We forgot to mention that MacReady's shirt was torn. Like, the thing tried to frame MacReady.
0: Yeah, I don't really understand that. Like, I understand the reason why they thought that that was making him the thing. But I don't understand how that could have happened. And then he tested his blood and he wasn't the thing.
1: Yeah, I don't know where they found his
0: clothes. Maybe he just, like, was... It was like a sewing project? (laughs) and they recovered they they were like we found this underneath his you know needlework
1: yeah there there were problems in the film for sure
0: from time to time so we both do research we're researchers right yes i'm just reminding you that we're researchers (laughs) um this film (coughs) when it came out it was described as the quintessential moron movie of the 80s <laughs> cold and sterile and instant junk
1: oh my god
0: yeah it was a uh, it was criticized as being boring bereft, despairing and nihilistic since then it's aged pretty well though um like in the public eye, it goes from being like a two star to a five mm-hmm. star. Yeah. Within the next like fifteen years.
1: No, a lot of people love this movie now. It it was actually an inspiration for Tarantino in the the Hateful Eight. The That's Eight. the reason
0: why he casted um, Kurt Russell.
1: hmm
0: Yeah. What did you, what, if you had to give that tagline, after you watched it to describe it? I, if I gave you a microphone, what would you have described the movie as?
1: I think it was really good for the time. It's just that um yeah. it, it, it is a bit boring at times. Like it, it the scenes are a bit long, like and again there there are problems. Like when Knowles just leaves in the basement and we never see him again.
0: Yeah. He's got he's got someone to be. <laughs> He's busy.
1: It just feels like they're throwing away characters because, oh, the movie's running out, we're running out of budget, yeah. and they're just...
0: Well, I think they really had that scene of, um, of Kurt Russell and Childs together at the end, and so they were trying to like, tr- like trim all the fat to get yes. down to these two characters, and uh, you, you get this kind of twin ideal.
1: But at the same time, I love that the plot was so simple. Yeah. Like, I think today, like just in Screamers, yeah. the, the romance, the crazy ending, even ruined the movie.
0: It was uh, convoluted at times.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I like that in the thing, everyone acts, like, smartly.
0: Yeah, and the atmosphere is great. Mm-hmm. Like, even just playing pool in the beginning when he pours his his drink into the computer.
1: like, everyone's trying to do the right thing. Even the the thing is acting in a smart way.
0: Yeah, everyone's behaving as they would realistically.
1: So, I could see how this could be interpreted as boring, but at the same time, I think it makes it better.
0: Mm -hmm. This movie... It made $3.1 million during opening weekend. I don't know if you know a lot about movies. It's not a lot of money for yeah, a movie. Yeah, it doesn't look
1: like a lot of money.
0: Um,
1: so it flopped.
0: On opening weekend, yeah. It had a $15 million budget. And by the end of its run, it had earned $19.6 million.
1: <coughs> Okay, well, it's a profit. A small one. <laughs> a small one, but
0: yeah um it's killer it's it's a crazy film that it got such bad reception when it came out like you can understand it especially for the time when it came out but um it's insane because now it's looked at as like probably one of the best sci-fi horror movies of all time it's uh it's really really well regarded did you do your reddit research
1: oh yeah people loved it oh yeah well, because they have the perspective of, of today. So now the public opinion has changed.
0: Yeah. But it, in their minds, it holds up. Even yeah. even despite the, the change in the well,
1: films. Well, if you would have told me this was a 2000 movie, I, w- I would have believed you.
0: You're making me blush. <laughs> so, we have watched only sci-fi so far. Mm-hmm. Um, are you getting sick of it?
1: <laughs> oh, not really.
0: Okay. Do you find, like, does it feel like they're both the same genre? So I find Screamer. Er, no. Screamers it doesn't
1: feel at all. I think, uh. I think the thing is more psychological.
0: Yeah. Because
1: it, it, it's like the you can't trust your neighbor. Yeah, it's
0: a, it's got that Cold War sentiment to mm-hmm. it. So it even came out kind of during the height of the Cold War.
1: Yeah. Kind of with, like, the halo effect where Hmm. you don't trust people that are weird or are already excluded from the group.
0: That was, I think, part of one of the best scenes in the movie where you kind of see, like, they kind of split up into two groups. And then Mm -hmm. instantly, like, I don't want to work with Palmer. That guy doesn't wash his socks or whatever. Yeah, it's
1: based on nothing.
0: Yeah. And then it ends up, like, literally being just incorrect as well.
1: Yeah, because... We tend to stick in groups, and mm-hmm. we naturally tend to exclude people. So the movie really reflected that.
0: Even when they're letting in, or when they're debating on whether or not to let in McCready, it feels kind of very Lord of the Flies. Yeah, where they're like, "We're we gotta stick with our own," you know, mm-hmm. we gotta f- keep the tribe strong.
1: Yeah, you know, so there there were psychological aspects in the thing, and it wasn't as scary.
0: As screamers, As
1: screamers, As screamers. I was stressed. Like, I was.
0: Yeah, but you you jump scared when they change scenes.
1: No, <laughs> I am not a good reference for sure. Yeah. But still, I I I wasn't that invested in like the survival of the characters and the thing. Hmm. Um, so for that, I don't think it's the same, the same genre. Okay. It didn't feel the same.
0: So. Next week, we're not watching anything. No. Uh, the week after, you told me you don't like jump scares, so we're going to watch Hereditary because it's a really, really, really good horror movie with famously very few jump scares in it, um, and we're moving away from sci-fi. Okay. So we're going to see how you like that. Uh, if you, the listener, would like to follow along with Rosalie, you can, of course, watch the movie. Uh, before we record that episode. Awesome. I I have this vision of like if this gains any notoriety at all, we'll say what movie to watch and then people will just ruin the movie for you before you get a <laughs> chance to watch it and that would be like my dream.
1: <laughs> a lot of you to assume people will listen. That's fair. Alright.
0: Thank you so much for joining us at the Witching Half Hour. Um, we'll see you next time.